0: everybody to the All for the Ring podcast. This is week 10. We got the week 10 podcast coming up hot and we'll just jump right into it. We got Eric on the line. What's going on, Eric?
1: Not much, man. Thanks Eric. for uh, waiting for me to get on the phone. I was running very late.
0: Uh well, let's, let's jump right into the week 9 recap. Here it goes. Are you ready? The week began with a Thursday night close one, with the Niners keeping it perfect and holding off the Cardinals in Arizona. Then we span the globe to London to watch Gardner make a strong case for a foals return as Deshaun's Texans take the top spot in the AFC South. Then the Bills right the ship after last week with a 24-9 win over the hapless team from D.C. Patrick Mahou, backup Matt Moore, leads the Chiefs over Kirk and the Vikes, and they certainly do not like that. Dolphins, w- wait, hold on, this can't be right. Huh, Huh. apparently uh, it is. The Dolphins win, and a talk intensifies for the Jets as Darnold keeps seeing those ghosts. Eagles make it two straight as they take down the Bears in Philly. Jacoby goes down, and so do the Colts to the Steelers as Vinatieri shanks the game-winner this time. Panthers pull it out over the Titans as McCaffrey hits the end zone twice, once by air and once by land. Gruden's Raiders put up 14 in the fourth to stall out the Motor City Lions. Hustle Wilson does it again, this time in overtime with 378 yards and five touchdowns by the air over Jameis and his Bucks. Broncos deliver the Browns their fourth loss in as many weeks. The Packers struggle mightily in L.A. versus the Chargers in a 15-point loss. And in the Sunday nightcap, Lamar and his Ravens rushing game proved to be too much for the Patriots, handing them their first loss of the season. Monday night saw Dak and Demboys defeating Danny Dun- and the G-Men with 21 fourth quarter points and a big W in the Meadowlands. All right, so that's, yep. the, that's the recap of the week. Uh, what, 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 what jumped out at you, Eric, for, uh, for, the, for week nine football?
1: I didn't watch a ton of football. I watched the Patriots um, and watched the, a little bit of the Cowboys game on Monday night. Patriots didn't look great. The Boogeymen didn't really show up. Um, wasn't too happy to see that. But Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. Brings a totally different dynamic than the Patriots have seen all season. So I think they're going to make some adjustments. They got a bye week now, get everybody healthy, um, and come back and hopefully run the gamut the last handful of games um, because they do have some uh, some tough opponents coming back up. Deshaun Watson, who plays similar style to Lamar Jackson, so they're going to have to make some changes to run. What do they have? Six, seven games left or so. So yeah, yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, I felt like the uh, I felt like the game. It, I certainly I obviously watched that one, um, and I felt like it was well first of all chris collinsworth jumping out and being like people are going to remember this game five years from now and they're going to say this is the turning point (laughs) it's like all right dude let's let's pump the brakes a little bit and then of course then there was the fumble off the off the off the punt and everything else and then suddenly it's 17 13 and And he's suddenly not saying the same stuff. But I, uh, I felt like they—the real turning point in the game was uh, was Julian Edelman's fumble there, Uh, and that really—it looked like they were really cooking with gas. They were getting there, and they were making some moves and gonna, you know, get make it make it at least a tighter tighter game. And then that happens, and things kind of slipped away. But I feel like. Especially with Belichick, uh, you know, you face them again. They're, they've you, they've shown uh, shown the Patriots quite a bit of what their offense is, and whether they can do anything is, is one one question. But I, if if they trust anybody to make the adjustments needed, it's going to be Belichick in a second game, especially in a playoff game, which our odds are is uh, is where they're going to meet up again. But yeah, it's definitely a t- tough rest of the, rest of the season. I don't mind mind the loss, especially because they were already eight and zero to begin with. Uh, but you know, you gotta you gotta put your nose to the grindstone and. and Kind of beat the shit out of the next next teams if you want to be making uh, making some moves because they who do they who do they have next after this it's uh, I think it's Eagles obviously the bye week and I, I'm sure there's some crazy stat about Belichick after bye weeks is ridiculous but you got Eagles uh, Cowboys Texans Chiefs uh, so that's 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 no easy gauntlet to run through and then it's and then it's yeah. Cincy, Cincy Buffalo and Miami to end it out with a, with with some uh, you know double A double A baseball players to play against so. That's uh, that'll be helpful. But yeah, no, it's. I mean, again, the season. Uh, a loss doesn't hurt, doesn't doesn't really hurt in the position that they're in. So, you know. But uh, I worry about. I worry about. I worry about seeing Lamar again. But I am very glad that he's on my on my team. And also, your advice to not start Lamar. Uh, while I did take it, uh, and I did fine, was not great advice. It worked out,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Not great. But you had Jimmy G going, so he I had did. about four touchdowns.
2: Oh yeah, no, it was great. He did, yeah, he outscored had Lamar, so that day. was
0: fine. But I definitely have Lamar it starting for up. the rest of the season cuz why wouldn't you? But uh yeah, other other stuff uh Adam Vinatieri missing the missing the game winner. So I, I I had heard on the on the competing podcast there that they that maybe maybe he's gunning for the to get back on the Patriots and so he can retire yeah, as I'll a Patriot. That
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be pretty yeah, you good. Never know. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that was a that was a, an awful. Like, apparently, laces were in, so it's uh it's not a, not a great way to kick it. But you know, he's he's been very very uh, up and down, and we'll see if the if the hot take will come true because he it seemed like it w- it wouldn't because he had that game winner, and then looks like the Colts just keep putting him in position to to really prove himself. And you know, and a, yeah. cra- another crazy thing that happened this week was that all of the the games that were played in the United States were won by the home teams except for the Cowboys. So. The London game was an away team win and uh, the Cowboys were away and they won. But other than that, it was all home teams. And so if you were, if, if you, I know I mentioned this in the group text, but if you hadn't submitted your picks at all, like Brian was just about to, it was 1255 and I texted him, I was like, hey man, you didn't submit your picks. Something that Yahoo doesn't fucking do, Chris. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, he, and he said, oh yeah, he sent him in. If he hadn't done that, it would have automatically defaulted as, 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 as tradition to all the home teams and he would have won the week. But I was thinking about possibly changing that rule to being whoever the underdog is instead of a home team, because I feel like home teams, I think they have a better shot of winning generally overall in the history of the league. So
1: yeah, I think they automatically get like a three point buffer, so
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, exactly. So I, th- I think that that in, in next season, if we do pick him next season, uh, i'll i'll be changing the rules to you get the underdog in every every matchup so that way it's a little bit more painful if you don't uh, don't get it in the time but no one else, no one has and again i i am you know a benevolent uh guy and so i i, I, I reach out to people if they haven't submitted so anyway moving on to our uh, news and cues section yeah,
1: what's going on what's going on in your brain right now what's going on? What's what's going on that's good Marvin
0: Gaye I like yeah yeah, yeah and then and then it cuts over to a uh, little dicky Where what's going on in your brain yeah. right now? Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I like it. anyway news and cues we got some we we have uh, an exponential leap from last week's news and cues last last week there was some some real duds this week very few and we'll start right up right up at the top with the first person to submit which was Chris up from his question mark last week to how early is too early to decorate for Christmas what do you think Eric
1: considering Liz is planning on doing it this weekend I would say this coming weekend's probably the earliest. Uh, I, I like to give a little buffer after Halloween. I typically don't like to decorate before Thanksgiving, but Liz likes to roll right in and, and have the whole house decorated. So I was told on Friday night that everything has to be down from the attic. So yeah, I'll go with this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I think I saw online that uh, that Abby had already decorated the ho- the home for Christmas uh and i know that the Nagles really enjoy christmas quite a bit i think that uh yeah, I, mean, I, I think actually maybe post no post post thanksgiving honestly to me but i would say yeah. you could do you could do like a seasonal kind of decorating maybe with some uh some like uh what is it like garland or whatever or something like with the with the pine things we don't do a lot in our house we we, we don't have a lot of storage so we just kind of keep things pretty minimal but we have a little thing that goes around the Around the uh, the banister of the staircase, like one of those green like pine tree kind of things, and then we put a different wreath up. But that's pretty much the long and short of it. But I think uh, lights like Christmas lights wise, yeah, you know, as early as you want. I always love seeing Christmas lights, so that's that's not a problem. And actually, that reminds reminds me of a thing. Uh, Tiff and I were listening to. Uh, uh, well, we were listening to a bunch of music and then uh, the Taylor Swift song, uh, Lover, Lover, I think it's called. Anyway, uh, she talks about uh, we can she says one of the first lines is we can keep the Christmas lights on till January. And it, it, it reminded me that that Taylor Swift doesn't know about the world. Of course, you keep your Christmas lights on till January. What the fuck are you doing? Like, who who's who's like, oh, it's it's t- December 26th. Better take down these lights. No, you keep them up for as long as you want. It's not a big deal. Anyway, moving on. Uh, number two question. <laughs> was uh it's a good album. Uh was where do you rank Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas's song Smooth all time? And here's a little clip from the song. So what do you think? What do you where where do you rank the the song Smooth? It's a classic, of course
1: yeah so this was a steve da silva entry i think it's an instant classic whenever it's on you gotta listen to it you're you know you're playing the air guitar pretending you're carlos santana all time i don't know i feel like it's got to be a top tenner
0: yeah I, I would i would put it in my top 25 probably because they're, because it's not like the one that i'm like oh put on smooth man but if but as you as you said yeah if it's on then you're gonna listen to it, at least part of it you want to get to that solo that guitar solo you got the kind of
1: Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it.
0: Good question good question uh you said suck it trebek which is an interesting one especially because of the difficulties that trebek is going through at the time um how dare you but uh we're we're, we've, we've turned into a bit of a jeopardy watching family Uh, More recently actually more recently we were kind of taking a break, but it's nice to watch and and kind of test your skills We don't get a lot of them, right? But we get some and that Alex Trebek is a class act and I'm very sorry to hear about his his health troubles But I hope I wish him the best and I know that our podcast wishes him the best as well And Sucker Trebek of course is from Saturday Night Live uh, From the the classic classic celebrity. Jeopardy. Also
1: Saturday Night Live. I I caught it a few weeks ago. It is terrible now I, I watched about forty-five minutes of it. Did not even come close to laughing once. Which was, one was? Which
0: one did you watch? Who was hosting?
1: I don't know. It was two or three weeks ago. Hmm. Um, I, I can't even remember who was hosting, but it was it was god awful. There have been Absolutely some rough terrible.
0: moments. SNL is actually Tiff and my number one show that we watch and i hate oh. to i hate to disagree but i love snl i, don't, I mean they have their uh, they have certainly have their ups and downs and they have some some weak moments but i actually think the last 2 weeks maybe maybe it was 3 weeks ago i don't remember who hosted at that point but last week was uh chance the rapper no 2 year 2 weeks ago was chance the rapper this past week was somebody else uh, oh, it was was uh, Kristen Stewart, who Tiff does not like at all. I, I don't mind. She's all right. She's a little annoying, though. Uh, but two weeks ago, it was Chance the Rapper, and he had an excellent opening uh, monologue and but they've been really hit or miss with the politics stuff and then uh, you know it it also makes like when you look at when you go back uh and watch some of the some of the snl and like the pre-2016 election stuff it really has not aged well because they were so cocky about hillary and obviously we know what happened there but it just it's sort of painful to watch sometimes but they hit every so often i think their hit rate is a little bit lower than it has been in the past but yeah it's it's okay, but it's such a. I. I. We, we. like it because it's such a like dynamic show. Like anything can happen at any moment, and sometimes uh, there could be like an instant classic that comes up. Most of the time, it won't be. But uh, you know, you. You kind of you ride with them and see what see how it's going to go. Uh, yeah. number four, Ian suggested the the free agent budget years ago. We'll get to that later on. Uh, Josh notes. Uh, with some new data additions, he wonders about Dadgler party part two: the reckoning. <laughs> Uh, and wants to make it happen. Captain. what do you think about that, Eric?
1: Well, you'll be happy to know that there have been some discussions about uh, Dachelor Party Weekend uh, getaway coming hopefully this spring. We're thinking maybe a Friday, Saturday night away. Nothing too expensive, just a bunch of guys drinking some beers, eating some meat.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. bone in. Eating
1: meat, not, not, not beating meat, eating
0: meat. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, eating, yeah, that's good too. Uh, yeah, great, I'm looking forward to uh, to Revelations there. Uh, ben said that he's out. He had another drill weekend, so he let us know that. Uh, there you go. So that means he doesn't have a drill weekend for a few more weeks. Miles says that uh, vacation that uh, that Verizon, his company that he works for, has updated their vacation policy, and now he has two extra weeks, which is pretty wild. And he asks wow. us, he asks us where he should go. Where do you think he should go on those uh, two extra weeks?
1: I'm a little biased. I would say Block Island. My my family and I we vacation there every every summer. I think we're actually doing two weeks out there this coming summer. So. Um... If you need any tips, I would say Block Island for sure. Yeah. great spot, great for the kids too.
0: I'm a big fan of Europe, but I think it's a little early for that. And so uh, I'm going to suggest Los Angeles. Go to Los Angeles, cool place, lots of lots of stuff to do. They've been there a couple times. They went to, came to visit me when I was out there, and uh, maybe San Francisco actually. I don't know, California. Do a road trip up California. Again, kids probably too young, but. Uh, I'd say, I know he goes to the Cape, I know he goes to New Hampshire already, so I think some, uh, some new spot, maybe go out to Michigan, visit Amelia, I, I, really, it's, the world is his oyster, especially for two weeks, that's awesome, good for him. Uh, moving on, Al Monte says that, uh, the college football playoffs should be 12 teams, not four teams, I don't disagree with that at all, I think that's a good idea, I just worry about adding more games to, uh, you know, these college athletes, uh, and whether that's uh, whether that's the best idea, but I, I would love to see it because it makes more sense to have more teams in there. And you would think that they would be on board for this because it would add more revenue to all the teams and to you know the viewership and everything else. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, more football is always always better, but it's also getting kind of weird. Even in the playoffs, there have been some you know players that they know they're getting drafted top five, top ten that don't even play in like a bowl game. Mm. So unless it's like the national championship. Um, so I don't know if that would potentially play into it, especially now with players going going to start getting paid um, while they're in school. So I, I don't know if, if more games would would be uh, a less product on the field or not.
0: My question is, uh, who is your second favorite NFL team and why?
1: Ooh, this is a tough one. Second favorite NFL team. I feel like I have to go with someone from the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um and i'm gonna go i mean obviously the patriots are my number one team um i'm gonna go with the seahawks ah. really love what Pete what Pete carroll does up there offense is unbelievable a uh, really dynamic offense great running back um, great quarterback unbelievable receiving core especially with the new addition of josh gordon that makes those receivers even better um yeah and and their defense has always been been pretty stellar so
0: yeah. Seahawks for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a good one. My, my second favorite team is the lions actually, you uh, oddly enough, because uh, we have some friends who are from Detroit and uh, I just, I want my friends to do well, to, teams to do well. And it really depends on who I'm watching with because if I'm watching with somebody else, you know, I, I, I won't say that they're my second favorite team, but if I'm watching with, with my buddy, Brian or with Ian, I'll root for the bills if they're not playing the Patriots, why not be charitable? But yeah, I, I think that uh, I think probably the, yeah my least favorite team who's your who's your least favorite team who 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 you hate the most
1: Ooh, least favorite team i don't know probably the giants just because of how they've done the patriots dirty a couple times
0: yeah i've i'm 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 in the same stadium i actually just hate 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 the jets i don't hate them as much anymore cuz they suck so bad but when they when they didn't suck so bad i really fucking hated the jets but uh, uh that is again yeah that's kind of subsided i don't know that i have another another hated team right now
1: like like the Rex Ryan Jets yeah I mean they still sucked so yeah like the Mark Sanchez Rex Ryan yeah they yeah I can see how he would hate them as well
0: yeah uh and then finally Brian suggests banning Gabe for life from the podcast due to his hot take last week which
1: I I second I second Brian's <laughs> take
0: I mean if you're a Bill Belichick guy you're a Bill Belichick guy if you think that think the Brady's you know run his course then uh, you know you have every right to say that but I think that you're wrong and I hate you
1: It cut me deep, and then I was watching the game Sunday night, and I was like, "Oh shit, Gabe is gonna get this right." Like it wasn't looking good the first quarter, right? And uh, yeah, I was about to to find Gabe real quick, but but Tom did all right, so I I think he's still he's still here for now. Um, But Brian, I'm with you, my man.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll take a vote as a maybe we'll give him one last shot. We'll see. We'll see what his next hot take will be and 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 go from there. Uh, all right, moving on to the Final Fantasy scores. Final Fantasy, fantasy final scores. Uh, Miles took down Ian. Uh, Almonte picked up a W over Brian at, at the last moment he could on Monday night. Uh, you beat Chris by ten. Benny wrecked Josh's sad, sad team, and I made and I made uh I made it Steve De Silva's ninth loss in as many weeks. So, uh, pretty good one. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, uh, four of our five games were won by the home team as well. So, it was kind of a, kind of a theme uh, in, the, in the real NFL and the fantasy NFL. But moving on to our Power Rankings, one through five. For the Power Rankings in week 10, we've got a new champion, and everything's getting all switched up. Coming in at number one, previously at number three, up two spots, it's... Ben at 6-3, 140.7 points in a blowout over Josh. It's a very top-heavy league here in Week 10, with 5 guys at 6-3 and and only 4 games to shake out for the playoffs. That'll happen when, when one guy has no wins. Anyway, Ben beat the second and maybe current worst player of the week, Josh, as Josh set almost a new low. Ben had the top score of the week, and he did not need it, of course but it boosts his points four, so that never hurts. His top guy was, was Dak with 31, then Tyreek with 26.5. Add five other guys with double digits, and you've got a winning squad for sure. Weaknesses were his kicker and the Niners defense, so not all perfect, but pretty close. Ben's got an actual challenge in Week 10 as he faces Eric at basically full strength. He picked up a gay kicker and Kenyon Drake, but it's going to be a close one as Eric is knocking on the door of that top squad. Coming in at number two, previously at number four, up two spots, it's Miles at 6-3, 125.4 points in a win over Ian. Now this was a real matchup. A couple of tap dogs throwing haymakers. Miles' big scores were Tyler Lockett with 33.7. Never hurts to have a number one QB in the league slinging it to you. And Jameis registering 24.2 points in that same game. I said that'd be a game for Miles to watch last week, and I was right. Miles should have started Melvin Gordon III, as he finally went off and hit the end zone twice on his way to 24.4 points. Didn't make a difference, and Miles has old Mel starting on Thursday, so it's all gravy. Speaking of Week 10, Miles has Brian to contend with, and that's going to be a hell of a matchup. He'll be without his Patriots defense, but full strength otherwise in a game that will make a big difference in the standings as we head towards the postseason. Coming in at number three, up four spots from last week, the biggest jump of the week, it's Almonte at 6-3, 110.36 points, and a win over Brian. It took everything that Steve's team had and the Chargers had to take down Week 9's top player. I say that because Almonte has tripled down on the Chargers with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry all starting. The Chargers classically turn it on down the stretch, and that's what they seem to be doing with their win over the Packers, making it back-to-back wins for them. And guess fucking what? Almonte now has... Phillip Rivers starting, so make it quadrupling down. He did sit Eckler, but it's a risky play, and we'll have an early indication as to whether it's going to pay off as the Chargers are in Oakland for Thursday Night Football. Al Monte had Gardner starting before, and that was a mistake. But the rest of his team, other than Keen and Allen were solid performers. Steve's facing yours truly for week 10. And with such a crowded field at the top, you want to be facing me, Josh, or Steve. And given that Josh and Steve Da Silva are head-to-head, Almonte is in the best position possible at this point. Coming in at number four, previously at number one, down three spots, it's Brian at 6-3, and three, 103.6 points, in a heartbreaking loss to Almonte. In the late hours of Monday night, it seemed all but confirmed that Brian would be heading into week 10, at the top of the league, at 7-2. and two. But then Danny Dimes fumbled all that away, leaving Brian squarely in the middle of a 6-3 and three pack. That said, his team largely did not show up. Christian McGodfrey put up 38.1 points as he continued to put both Brian and his Panthers on his back, and Josh Allen had a respectable 20 points at quarterback, but the rest of the team, with the exception of the Panthers' defense at 11, shit the bed. Single digits all around with a whole bench full of bye week players. Brian's worst performance since week six is 72-point dud, but he's back to almost full strength in week 10 as he takes on Miles. Early projections have Brian as a 20-point favorite, but I think it'll be a lot closer than that, and this one will likely go the distance as there are two players on either side in action on Monday night, and the implications are unfathomable. At number five, previously at number two, down three spots, it's... Ian. 109.64 points in a loss to Miles. In yet another battle of the big boys, Ian fell at the hands of the Elder Allard's miraculous turnaround season. The Alabama Slammer has Stefan Diggs partially to thank for that loss as he only put up 2.1 points and the Bears defense just four, but the real problem was Rodgers' stinker against the Chargers. Derrick Henry and Emmanuel Sanders both put up 20-plus and Hopkins and Ingram were solid, but Ian needed his guys to be more solid to take down Miles and they just weren't that. No time to dwell, though, as Ian's got to get his guys up for a Week 10 matchup against Chris. No DeAndre Hopkins and no Cortland Sutton for him this week, but overall, the guys look pretty solid. Chris hasn't subbed out his players yet, so his projections are a little off, and while Chris is no gimme, I feel like Ian is going to turn it around and take home the W this time. All right, that was the, t- that was the Power Rankings and the White Claw Player of the Week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, White Claw Player of the Week. This one might get a little loud. I parked in the the back corner of the parking lot of my mobile uh, podcast studio thinking it would be nice and quiet over here. But the trash truck just pulled up and (laughs) is about to pull away a 40-yard dumpster. So uh, excuse any metal screeching you might hear. I'll try to run through this real quick. Um, Starter, Russell Wilson, um, 24 of 43, 378 yards, five touchdowns. Also threw in about 30 rushing yards. So 51 points for him. He's been... Unbelievable all season Um, non-starter DK Metcalf caught six receptions from Russell Wilson for 123 yards and a touchdown and also a two point conversion 26 points on my bench Um, free agent Ryan Fitzmagic 24 of 36 for 288 yards and three touchdowns 30 points I think he's been scooped up since um but, yeah, there's, there were a lot of points out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a good one. A lot of points on the bench, too. Uh, moving on to our Week week 10 games to watch. Uh, you go ahead and go first there, Eric.
1: Yeah, I've got the Seahawks versus the 49ers. A big NFC West battle. 49ers are 8-0, and and the Seahawks are 7-2. and A lot of talent on both teams. Seattle's going to be even more dangerous with the acquisition yeah. of Josh Gordon. I think their uh, wide receiver core is going to be even harder to cover now. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be be fun to see his uh, his his debut and against the Niners. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. I love it. Uh, And mine is uh, Panthers Packers. I guess Uh, the Panthers off off of a win, the Packers off of a loss, and the Kyle Allen era in full effect because uh, Cam Newton has been placed on IR for the rest of the season, and he's got no one to look over his shoulder and wonder if he's going to be replaced. So. Maybe he plays a little bit better. Anyway, the reason I'm saying this game is because there really aren't that many good games in Week 10. Uh, Pats aren't playing, and it's kind of shitty matchups up and down. And you already took the two best ones. So uh, give me your other one.
1: Um, Vikings versus Cowboys Sunday Night Football. Cowboys rolling off a a nice Monday night win and looking to bring that same energy to Sunday Night Football. Um, And also the Vikings looking to get back on track. Um, so yeah, I think that could be a decent matchup as well. Um, I've had just about enough of seeing the Cowboys in uh, primetime, though. I know that the uh, the Browns had a run. Now it seems to be the Cowboys' run.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I've seen enough of the Cowboys. And let's just let's give a let's give a little bit break. I guess this, this must be how the how the rest of the league feels when they when they talk about the Patriots because they're often on those night games as well. But. Uh, moving on to our fantasy week 10 matchups to monitor. Who do you got for the for the big matchups for the week?
1: Uh, I have Brian versus Miles. First place versus second place. I mean, technically, there's five players tied for first place at six and three, but they actually are number one and number two based on their um, win versus loss and mm-hmm. then points four. Um, so Brian's looking like the early favorite, but Miles Chubby is ready to rise to the occasion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that joke never gets old. Uh, and then uh, mine is is you versus Ben. Uh, we got uh, Ben, who's one of the top uh, one of the top guys at six and three, and you're knocking on the door. So you just need to win this one, and then uh, maybe win the next one. And who knows where you could end up? And Ben has been really uh, uneven all season. So we'll see how it goes. He's got uh, he's got a kicker out. He's got, he's got nobody in his running back slot. One of his running back slots. And uh, he's got some, some stuff to figure out there and some movement to make. But it looks like you might be right around full strength other than Edelman and Ertz. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, it should be a fun matchup. And it could make make it even more crowded at the top, which seems like almost impossible. we got, we got five guys at the top and, and the rest, uh, you know, the rest. But, yeah, your, your chance to get get in with the top guys. And uh, best of luck to you. So let's move on to our special guest of the week. We've had nine other guys. we got one guy left. And that one guy is Ian.
1: The bills make me wanna. Shout! Kick your heels up and ciao. Throw your hands up and Shout! Throw your head back and Shout! Come on now, the bills are making it happen now.
0: What's going on, Ian?
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me. Finally, I really appreciate it.
0: It wasn't a slight to you. It's just, just scheduling, just a scheduling concern.
2: You know, I get it. I get it. Uh, it's that's that's the way the cookie crumbles.
0: So, I think we were like, we had you in our back pocket. We knew we knew you were, we were, were going to be available. We wanted to just get you at the right time, and boy, did we. So, let's start. Let's, uh, let's let's just jump jump right in there. Uh, what about your bills? How do you feel about them?
2: You know, so uh, six and two, um, the only two losses coming to uh, the, the new England Patriots and those those damn Eagles, um, but uh. Uh, like I read an article the other day, and we are historically the worst six and two team ever, but uh, that's okay. We'll make the playoffs, and uh, you know I'll be I'll be jumping through some tables somewhere uh, come playoff time. So I'm looking so forward to it.
1: You're guaranteeing a playoff appearance?
2: I, you know, at this point, six and two with with the the crap. I think we've got the best uh, or the the weakest schedule coming up. I could pretty much guarantee it.
0: Wow, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not a hot hey.
2: take. That's a me- that's a medium take, though. I mean, yeah, six and two. I mean, come on. That's the bells. That's oh,
0: fair.
2: Fair
0: enough. Let's see, you guys. You guys have have to go. You got Cleveland, Miami, Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and the Jets. Uh, there are some tough ones in there, but I, I would I would pencil you in ones, yeah. for Cleveland, Miami, Denver, and the Jets, and Pittsburgh. Cleveland, Miami, Denver. Denver. I mean, that puts you at eleven wins, so I mean, yeah, all right, sure, pencil them in. I
2: yeah, I'll I'll take it. That's uh, usually you know like seven more than we normally have, so I'll take it.
0: <laughs> uh, have you have you ever ever uh, been to a game at uh, I want to say Ralph Wilson Stadium?
2: It's yeah, it's now it's now called New Era Field. Ah uh, yes, um, or New Era Stadium or something like that. Uh, I went to. I haven't been to a Bulls game in years. I went as a kid when they played the Packers because my younger, one of my younger brothers was a big Packers fan, oddly enough. Uh, I mean, they, you know, I, that was when Favre was still playing. And so uh went and saw him, but, um, you know, if you guys can imagine the, the debauchery that just there, I mean, back in like the, call it late nineties, it was even worse. So <laughs> that's, that's what I got exposed to as a young child with my, uh, with my dad and my my younger brother at the at, at at the time was Ralph Wilson Stadium, so pretty pretty ugly.
1: You guys were jumping through tables before jumping through tables was cool.
2: Now people were like falling off the balconies, and you know you oh. hear about like uh, people getting cut for doing it in the bathroom, and you know that sort of thing. So like I there's probably you know there, there's probably like a school full of children that were just conceived in, the, in that stadium bathroom like something <laughs> like that so wow. i you know when when you don't win you got to you got to do something else with your time that's uh, uh yeah that's usually the first thing that happens sure sure sex in a public bathroom yeah <laughs> <Giddy up. laughs> uh, that's it's all that canadian beer and chicken wings you know <laughs>
0: Now, actually, so well, so regarding the Walsh Clan, what are you all Bills fans? Have you got one, you got one Packer fan? Apparently, is he still a Packer fan, or is it, or are you guys yeah, all? Well, oh, that's,
2: that's the one that lives in Milwaukee, and so he just he just moved closer to the epicenter oh, of, wow. uh, of Green Bay. But yeah, we're all we're all kind of Bills fans. I actually, have my brother's wedding this weekend, so we're uh, we're all going back to Wilson, uh, which is where I grew up, and. Uh, and we're we're celebrating his wedding. But yeah, we're all kind of we're all Bills fans, all spread out all over the place.
0: Wow, wow. Well, that's that's uh, that's integrity right there. Is what it, really what it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's uh you're currently sitting at six and three. Uh, is it six and three or six and two? Six and three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what does six the uh, what does the future hold for the Alabama well, Alabama Slammers?
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, I had to change my team name after you called me out for it. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the, 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 poking there. Um, you know, what I didn't realize is that I, I think I'm six and three and almost everybody else in the league besides like Steve at 0 at 09 is also either six and three or like, you know, five and four or something like that. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to win out, but I think I'm going to make it to the super bowl this year and, uh, it's gonna be like me and Miles of all people, and my hope is that he like doesn't forgets to start somebody and mm-hmm. just totally blanks on it, and and I just win by him not starting a couple people.
0: Well, he beat you this week, so I I, uh, I wonder if it's the if it's like like the NFL where if, where it's really tough to beat a team twice.
2: You know, maybe. But like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, for for a classic miles move and he just doesn't uh, doesn't play like one of his players or something. So,
0: yeah, it would be very late in the season for him to be paying attention and very un- unfamiliar for him. So that makes sense. Yeah, there are five guys total in the at six and three right now. Very crowded at the top. Yeah, you get uh, you got Miles, you got Brian, you got Ben, you got Ian, and you got Steve Almonte, who snuck in there right past Brian uh, in in the week nine uh, week nine matchup. So yeah, it's really anybody's to take other than Steve's and uh, and probably me and definitely Chris and maybe Eric, but you know.
2: Yeah, Eric, I don't know how how you've got the record you've got like your points for and points against are I'm, so good. You just you just I'm play one, against.
1: I'm one you know. win out of first place. If I win this week, I mean. Not this week, but win the next two weeks in a row, I could potentially take that number one
2: spot. So that's that's wild. On the that's that's an underdog story right there. It is. It is. It. It, it's
0: a, it's a testament to the parody of our league. Any given Sunday, as they say, except for Steve, yep. obviously. I think we we can just sort of we can just sort of keep that in the back of our minds as an asterisk, always of anybody's in it except for Steve and probably Josh. Josh has been god awful recently, but anyway, yeah. this isn't this isn't about Josh. This is about Ian.
1: It's not. Hey, Ian, Ian. So since you're from Buffalo and all, who's got the best wings in the city? Oh. Or
2: in the um, yeah, you know, the, the, the best wings, you know, if you want to go in the city or around the city, I usually go to Duff's which is right uh, right near University of Buffalo. Um, they've got some they've got some pretty good ones. Stay away from Anchor Bar for the most part. Um, but uh, there's a couple places out in the suburb where I grew up that have have some pretty good ones. The, the best places to go by the way are not like any places that are known for their wings you go to places that have like you know 28 motorcycles in the parking lot mm-hmm. right like the, the biker bars that it, and in the wintertime there's snowmobiles in the parking lot right like those are the places that have really great wings and you just go there you, you know you order 100 wings for you and like five five of your friends and you know, a couple pictures of Molson, and you're uh you're good for the for the night uh,
1: I, I right. heard um I heard an unbelievable take this morning on a uh, on a competing podcast of ours saying that some guy enjoys boneless wings over bone in wings, which is preposterous.
2: That's I mean, if you want chicken tenders, go to Applebee's. But uh, exactly. if you want, you know, come on.
0: I mean, it's to a, be fair, it's, it's a
1: competitor competitor part, podcast. You maybe heard of them. Part of my take. Uh,
0: I mean, to be fair, it is a lot easier to eat. And there's no fuss, no muss. But I, I get, I, I understand the, the bone-in being the, the I, I mean, are you arguing for, like, that no one should have boneless?
2: Well, I mean, if you're over the age of, I don't know, like six, I mean, then I, I think you should go for bone-in. But, you know, under that, you're you're probably still getting your food cut up, so boneless is fine. But, uh, you know, after after that, if you don't know how to... So what they teach you in Buffalo, you gotta you gotta snap the wing and then you gotta suck the whole wing off. You don't mess around with eating around the side. So it's part of like uh, preschool education out there. Um, but they
1: teach you how I, to I'm, suck it off. Is that what you said? Suck the bone
0: off. <laughs> suck that bone off. Yeah, could, that's that's important. I
2: could I could, really, I could really see how this is backfiring on me right now. Yeah, but we I have this recorded. It, it is what you said. Yeah, that's fair. Just yeah, Trying fair. to be clear.
0: So you you take the do you, do you take the whole bone in your mouth?
2: I you know what this is going in a really dark place <laughs> at this point. <laughs> we're,
1: we're All gonna... right, so let, let let's get back on track. So dad life, how's life with uh, the two littles been treated? It's a them. good they transition. One just a few months old.
2: Yeah, two two is a hundred percent more than one. Um, so it is. It's been interesting. Uh, if you know, she she's a, a much different baby than Jameson was. She sleeps, you know, knock on wood, a lot better, and she's not. Uh, She eats a lot better and that that sort of thing, but she's got her own quirks. Um, Meg went back to work and and now we're just trying to figure out how to survive with two kids and and daycare and everything else. So I don't know. Sleeping is like way overrated. I'm not sure who said you need eight hours of sleep, but four is pretty, pretty good for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the club, my man.
2: Yeah, It's
1: a good spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. One, one is one is also good. I, I've been enjoying one pretty well. But yeah, uh, no.
1: One, one is one is great. Two one seems one
0: like is... a lot. Two seems like a lot more than one, as as you said. I, I, don't, I I'll have to check that math, but it seems like a hundred percent more does make sense. There's,
1: there is a saying that one is one and two is ten, and that is spot on.
0: Oh, I didn't know that saying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, we'll what have the, we'll have the accountants run the
2: numbers on on my math. Yeah, we'll let we'll let Chris and Steve figure that out. But... They
0: can they can crunch those. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think, I think,
1: I think Brian's a CPA too, if I'm not mistaken. So I think we got three and three that can run the numbers on that.
0: What about three? What What do people say about three? If, if one is one is one, two is 10, is three like 30? Or I, I wonder no, what the math is. Three is that. like two. Three is yeah, like three.
2: Two. Three goes, three goes backwards, right? Because <laughs> once you have, once you have three, you can, I mean, it's like, it's nothing. But you, were, you guys should have asked this question to Chris. I mean, he's the one, he's the only one here who's got three kids. It's true. So. True.
0: Yeah. True. We'll have to have Chris on again. I mean, we actually don't. I mean, who knows who we're going to have on next week? Because we've gone through the whole league, which is very exciting for the for the podcast. So, but uh, we and one thing we've done for everybody is who are they sponsored by? Who are you sponsored by, Ian?
2: You know, I, I um, put me on the spot a little bit. You know, Eric, after you mentioned White Claw, I actually went out and got some White Claw and uh, and decided to try those. Um, uh, you know, I hate to say because it, it makes me sound a little weird, but uh, they're actually, you know, fairly refreshing. Um So that was interesting. But I am, I am gonna go old school, home hometown for this one. It's Lebat Blue Light. All right. If you just want a beer that's gonna you can drink all day and shit the next morning just fine. Lebat Blue Light. Wow,
0: wow. You should talk to them about a sponsorship. That's that was that was really really well sold. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, what uh, I've been asking this re- recently, what's uh, what's your what's your your uh, your best live sporting event memory? Is it at, is it at New Era slash Ralph Wilson Field or is it somewhere different?
2: Um, Best live sporting event. Um, You know, I think uh, actually the one I'll, I'll go to is I went to some some rugby matches in Ireland when I was studying abroad over there. And so if you've never seen like rugby if you've seen rugby being played, it's a brutal sport. Obviously, Eric, you know this. But you see it being played by like the professionals in their stadium. It's it's essentially our version of, of the NFL game. Um, but it the the scene there. I mean, they make the tailgaters look like you know you know princesses. Uh, the 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 plugins that are that, that exist in, in some of those things. So I think that was probably I forget who Ireland played against. It was like a you know Ireland versus you know some either local team or another national team um, when I was over there so that was pretty cool
0: nice nice that's a, that's a different one i like that I like that. uh eric you got any, any more questions for ian while we got him on the line
1: no that's all i got that's all i got thanks ian good luck uh this week but not really
2: well so I, I i appreciate coming for, that,
1: coming for that spot. I,
2: you know what you know what, i do want to address uh steve da silva's uh question or not to silva almanzi's question right the, the whole like free agent auction i'm pretty sure i proposed that a couple years ago and the competition committee wasn't ready for that sort of innovation so hopefully we are up for that because this whole waiver claim status essentially incentivizes poor performance in the fantasy league i'd rather not have that so I'm I'm all in favor of moving to a free agent auction based uh, based league.
1: So. I I agree. Hey, we're we're an innovative league, and the evolution is coming, and I think we're going to see it next year.
0: Ian. You you got, got it. We've been staying nimble, and I think that I think that's but it's worked for the for the league so far. So yeah, I mean I haven't heard anything against it, and so maybe we'll, maybe we won't even need to have the competition committee look at it. Maybe we'll just go ahead and do it.
2: Another another quick suggestion: dynasty league. I know you guys probably are in some of those, but look, we've all been together in this league for how long? It's probably time to just turn it into a dynasty league.
0: And so, uh, explain for Uh, anybody who doesn't know that. Yeah, uh, Yeah. explain it for us.
2: Essentially, essentially, you draft as you normally would draft, um, but you get to keep, essentially, you can roll players over year to year.
0: So, if you want,
2: you you can keep, you know, say one or two players um, on your roster, and they're, you know, effectively become undraftable the next year hmm interesting and how do you how
0: many how many players do you get to keep and what's the is there a cost uh, associated to that
2: yeah I think it's it's um I you can you can modify it and I mean, the ones that I've seen before ones I've been a part of usually have like two keepers every single year mm-hmm. and you can you can still trade you can still you know Cut those players, whatever have you, but uh, you kind of have an initial draft. It's just everyone sets their roster for the year, just like we do every year. And then from you know the next year going forward, you uh you know, you you're, most of your team is wiped out, say minus you know two guys that you want to keep. So.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that's a long
2: long-term play.
0: That's a that's a big change, and I I'm I'm still up for it. So we'll 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 bring that up to the committee and and go through our obvious uh, obviously our, our committee rules and figure that out fair enough yeah well thank you for joining us Ian this has been uh it's been lovely and uh uh thank you for uh for waiting it out for Eric to get out of his meeting and and for figuring helping us figure out the uh the phone issue which we didn't figure out figure out but here we are
2: no, no problem I, uh, I I enjoy listening to this every week and um I probably won't listen to this because I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice but you know that's I'll, I'll at least put it on and then just give you the give you a listen Luke
0: Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, that's we our our numbers have been relatively steady and dropping off here and there, but I think for o- overall we're pretty uh we've got about twenty twenty or so plays a week, so that's that's double the people that should be listening. So it's, that's.
2: That's not bad. I, I do like Sweet Sweet Gabe's pick that he uh, hot take that he had last <laughs> week. By the way, I'm I am I'm just waiting for that to happen. So uh, I'm Sweet Sweet Gabe. I'm with you, man. So.
0: <laughs> I guess are we just gonna start calling him Sweet Sweet Gabe? I'm fine with it. It's just uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't expect I that, that was to catch name. on. No,
2: that's how you that's how you introduced him. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'll I'll have to have him on again. Although uh, Brian Brian specifically was very very did not care for his take overall. So you know we don't he, he's he's not a he's not a runaway runaway uh, popular guy but well you know he he tells it like it is and he's got his own opinions so uh, it's a good good guy to have around Good my but. all right well thanks a lot again ian and uh, you have yeah. a good rest of your week and good luck to the bills as they take on the the, ah, the browns so good luck to them hey, hey, <laughs> thanks guys. Hey, right hey, hey, hey. let's go buffalo let's go
1: buffalo let's
0: go buffalo, let's go, buffalo.
1: make me want
0: to All right. Thank you very much to Ian. That was a great, uh, great little segment. Appreciate the time. And uh, who knows who's going to be on the show next week? Cause we've already done everybody. So maybe we'll go do another round and we'll see, but moving on to the do better award.
1: You gotta do better. Uh. Do, better. Well, you do better. Yeah. Do better award this week goes to the Cleveland Browns. Holy shit. It must suck to be a Browns fan. Huge acquisitions over the offseason. They were they were talking about a parade before they even started the preseason. And I'm sure that six and two halfway through the season is not how they expected this to pan out. So, I mean, I think everybody knows Cleveland Browns need to do better, especially for Steve De Silva's sake
0: absolutely yeah i mean it may be not maybe no coincidence that steve drafted two browns players and uh but Bo- and they and he's got uh, the terrible record and so do the browns got it yeah like you said really really terrible to be a browns fan but uh yeah. you know maybe I, I guess i guess again you know the only way is up but that's not even true anymore for them but uh moving on to our hot take of the week you got one
1: i do not
0: i don't either but i'm gonna record one tomorrow oh god here it comes Oh, hot, 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 All right, here comes that hot take. I recorded this separately from the previous recording, so it's all going to be a surprise for nine guys. All right, here's my hot take. I think three head coaches are going to be fired before the end of the season. Head coach number one will be, and these are not in order of when they're going to get, going to get fired, but Dan Quinn of the Falcons, gone, out of here. Number two, New York Jets coach Adam Gase, gone, out of here. Terrible teams, both of them. And finally, a little bit of a surprise perhaps, but probably not, and definitely should be fired. Freddie Kitchens, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So, Adam Gase, Dan Quinn, Freddie Kitchens, all gone before the end of the season. And that's my hot take of the week. All right, moving on to our power rankings, six through 10. Coming in at number 6, previously at number 6, it's Eric at 5-4, and four, 131.82 points in a win over Chris. It was a dogfight through and through, and while Thielen put up 0 points, Hustle Wilson made up for it, and then some with an insane game, and 51.22 points to lead all scores. Ertz chipped in 20, and most of the other guys did their thing. Well, they did it enough of a thing to seal the victory, thats aaron. is. A. A. Ron, jones struggled mightily and registered just 3.4 points and eric should have started dk metcalf any really any seahawks player at this point is a must start with wilson playing out of his mind as metcalf put up 26 points Chris put up a very solid 120 points, mostly off the backs of two 30-point players, but I'll get to that in a moment. Eric's got a big game in Week 10, as he looks to join the big kid table versus Ben. He didn't go up in the rankings this week, because that 6-3 block is formidable, and Ben's part of that grouping. Eric will be without Edelman and without Ertz, but Hustle Wilson at the helm, it means the sky's the limit. All eyes will be on Monday night, as it's a huge game. Seahawks at 49ers with everything on the line. Coming in at number 7, previously at number 5, down two spots, it's Chris at 4-5, 120.84 points and a loss to Eric. Tough one to lose, especially at this point in the season, and I'm not one to pile on, but the total number is a bit deceiving for old Chris. Chris got 72% of his points from just three players, Stafford's 33, Mike Evans' 30, and Marvin Jones Jr.'s 23 while the rest of his roster sucked mightily. Allen Robinson put up just a single point, Joey Sly, my guy, had just four points, and Jimmy Graham, who also sucks, had 3.7 on somehow four catches. That said, he did have Gurley and Julio sitting along with Boyd and the Rams D, all on a bye, so perhaps he was more competitive than he really should have been. Week 10 is massive for Chris, as he takes on Ian, with only the Philly defense and Leonard Fournette on a bye for old Ian. I said that it feels like Ian's gonna take this one, but that just might light the needed fire under Chris and his guys to prove me wrong and bring Mr. Gloria into contention as we come down the stretch. Coming in at number 8, previously at number 8, it's me at 3-6, 124 points in a win over Steve Da Silva. This was, as I mentioned before, a huge game for Uncle Luke's Big Booty Hose, and my guys showed up to ball. It all started with Jimmy G's 36 on Thursday night, and that rolled right through on the back of kenny g's 23 harrison butker's 18 with the leg and james white's 15.4 i'm very proud of my guys other than fucking juju with his 3.1 points and last minute sub royce who gives a fuck what his last name is with his 1.9 evan angram got injured after putting up eight points a valiant effort week 10 is going to be a tough one as i face al monte with lamar back at the helm I've tentatively got A.J. Green, who I picked up a few weeks ago and when I saw that he was available and figured, why the hell not? And if he does actually play, it could be the difference. Though I'm really not sure who's passing him the ball at this point. James White is on a bye, so i got to figure out that spot, but I feel pretty good about my chances. And I'm also realistic in understanding my odds of the playoffs with so many players at 6-3 and three, are very low, but I'm mostly going for pride now that I've essentially avoided the T-boner. Coming in at number nine, previously at number nine, it's Josh at three and six, 64.16 points in a loss to Ben. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Josh drops his third straight with another blowout, this time to the tune of almost 80 points. He truly is linked to Mahomie, and it might take Mahomie to save him because, and follow me for a second here, if he loses to Steve De Silva and perhaps loses the rest of the way, and Eric's hot take of Steve's winning... straight happens it'd be Josh's name on the T-boner. again very unlikely but again very unlikely but the way Josh's team has been playing is it really that crazy Josh's QB had 2.76 points before injury Jacoby Brissett his best player Carlos Hyde and Zeke had 16 points and Zeke had 13.9 but the rest were just awful the bench was no better Mahomes for week 10 is questionable and Josh has Sony and Dorsett sitting along with uh, Carlos Hyde and McLaurin With Josh Gordon starting in Seattle, though, I think it's going to be a real close one. But we don't get points for calling close games. We get points for calling who's going to win. And I'm going to do it this week. I'm saying Steve Silva wins Week 10 versus Josh. Josh has Almonte, Miles, and Ian left to play. And with a loss to Steve Silva, that doomsday scenario suddenly doesn't seem so far-fetched. Life comes at you quick. Coming in at number 10, previously number 10, it's who else... Steve Da Silva at 0-9, 95.94 points and a loss to me in the T-Boner Bowl. Tough, tough loss for old Steve, but then again, aren't they all? At least this one wasn't a very close one throughout. Deshaun put up 23, the Cowboys kicker had 15, and a few other guys did okay. But again, it wasn't enough. Michael Thomas returns in Week 10, but Deshaun is on a bye now. So Steve's going to have to go with Derek Carr as his field general playing Thursday night. So we'll have an early indication of where this matchup is going to go. The only Monday night player in his matchup with Josh is Josh Gordon. So it could come down to him. A risky play either way for both Josh and Steve. I think everyone but Josh is rooting for Steve at this point to pull it out. And as I mentioned in Josh's write-up, I think that Steve does indeed pick up that first win. After Josh, there are three more shots to get that W if he doesn't get it here. Against Eric, El Monte, and Chris. A medium-level stretch. But first, it's Josh. In a game with massive implications, the first in his streak to avoid plaque number two, we gon' motherfucking Steve end of power rankings all right that was our power rankings uh moving on to the pick'em corner and we've got al monte win and it was a uh he he, he pretty much won it away because everybody was was kind of rough it was a rough week a lot of a lot of upsets and uh, just we we just don't seem to have a real good uh, feel as a t- as a group for the for the, who's going to win what games. It's been really uh, quite a quite a quite a quite a season so far, and I don't know about our overall record, but I'll I'll, I'll update us next week. But uh, that brings us to the T Boner Watch 2019. You have to,
1: to step up. Unleash some
0: people. Let him go.
1: It's time. Time,
0: time will tell. And of course, with me beating Steve, the odds now are heavily heavily in Steve's favor for a second plaque on the T-boner. You hate to see it, but uh the discussion now also turns to whether Steve will win a game at all. And that's that we we never thought we would be in this position again after Miles last week, but he's got Josh, Eric, Ben, and Chris end, end out the season. So there's got to be a win there, right? I mean, there has to be. Josh has been literally horrible, just like just hot garbage the past couple of weeks. I think he's got four losses straight at this point, and it's just so, I mean, you know, we'll see, but I mean, if anybody's going to lose, he's got three losses straight. If anybody's going to lose to Steve, to Steve to Silva, it's probably Josh, but you know, there's no, there's no precedence to, as, as to where, you know, whether, whether Steve can win again, what do you think, do you think he's going to, what do you, what do you put? I mean, I know you, you actually had it as I, he, yeah,
1: he's going for, no, he's, he's going to run it. He's even going <laughs> to beat, beat me. He's going to beat me. He's going 4 and
0: okay. He, All right. That is your hot take. It's still technically active and, it's possible but I, I, I don't love your odds. But I mean if you got if you got to face four people and you're not facing me, Josh, Eric, Ben and Chris really not the worst choices you could have. Those those are three of the worst players and yeah, no it's uh yeah, I, but best of luck to Steve at this point we all want him to win, all of us except for if you're playing him, but even then, I mean I mean Josh has probably wants Steve to win. I mean just anyway, best of luck to you. Moving on to overtime football, non-football chit-chat. What do you got?
1: Got no birthday parties this weekend for the first time in seven weeks, and there's also a new brewery opening less than a half mile from my wow. house, a so walking distance. It's opening on Saturday, so looking forward to checking them out this weekend. Um, yeah, what about
0: you? Yeah, I uh, the only one thing we're, we've been doing uh, since we got back from Bermuda, we we're, we're uh, sleep training Quincy. Um, we were, we've looked yes. up, we've, we've, we were thinking about ferberizing her. We go in f- five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, rub her back, yeah. whatever. We tried that, uh, after like five minutes, 10 minutes. And boy, was it bad. Cause she hated, uh, when we would leave the room. There was a wa- there was a time, uh, a, a time period for like a month where I could go in and rub her back. She'd go right back to sleep. That time period has gone, b- gone away. Now she just gets mad and then just like stands up and pulls herself up and she gets really mad about that. And so now we've done the, the other way, which is, uh, just to leave her there and just, you know, you you're you're fed, you're fine, you're you're old enough to sleep through the night. And last night, I am happy to say, she, she went down at around six thirty, and she woke up at five thirty, which is uh, which is great. So it's uh, it's best, we had yeah. a, we had a real we had a real night of sleep, which which for Tiff especially, she's 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 really uh, put in a lot of the the majority of the work at night, and uh, and it's really starting to pay off, and we're very very pleased. It was definitely tough because she was she can scream for quite some time, but. Yeah, right. so things are things seem to be turning a corner, knock on wood. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got. Uh, anything else you want to you mention before we close this bitch out?
1: Yeah, you ever get um, phone calls from those uh, those people saying, oh, this is the Social Security Administration, you need to call us back right away, or uh, you're going to be
0: arrested? I, co- I think I've gotten one or two, yeah.
1: I get them every now and again, and uh, I have like an hour commute, so sometimes I just call them <laughs> and pretend like I'm going to give them, them my Social Security number. And then just pretty much say "fuck you," stop being a scammer. It's actually pretty exhilarating.
0: Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. So you're suggesting other time. people do that, or?
1: Yeah, I mean they're just Arab people, and they say that they're like they work for the Social Security Administration, right. And they're located, God knows where. So yeah, and it's it's a good way to waste waste a little bit of time. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. There you go. And they, there. and
1: they get they get extremely mad once they find out <laughs> once you tell them that, that they're a scammer, which is awesome. Oh,
0: that's a that's a, that's the nice payoff right there. All right. Well, uh, yeah. That's another 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 great podcast, and another uh, week of football coming up. Enjoy it while it lasts. We only have uh, like ten more weeks, which sucks. But here we are. Anyway, uh, have a good have a good uh, rest of your week, and as always, keep it sleazy.
1: And don't give anyone your social security
0: number. Yeah, that's a good idea too. All right. Hey, hey.
1: I wanna yeah.